find out how a fourth grade math competition, deep fried chicken, and a Commodore 64 all combined to propel our CTO on his path from Serbia to the USA and Helium 10 on today's episode of Tech Talk with Boyan. everybody and welcome to the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host Bradley Sutton and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And back at us here with another episode of one of the favorite episodes of everybody is Tech Talk with Boyan. We have our CTO Boyan in the room here with us. Boyan, how is it going? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And, and first thing I want to notice, how is this uh, BS free when, when the host is Bradley Sutton? Yes, that is the only BS that they, that they get is this BS right here. Okay. Bradley Sutton, yes. But now we have BG here with us. So speaking of you, we know a little bit about you that, you know, you, you were trained as a mathematician. We know you were born in, in Serbia, but can you fill in some more gaps? You know, people have asked me like, well, Bradley, you always talk about the origin story of everybody who's on your show, but we don't even, Boyan's been on three, four episodes. We don't, we don't know much. Like, so was your major in university math or what was that? Yes. And that was uh, kind of decided way before I had the uh, early aspirations. And, and that's, that's one area when I was performing pretty well back in my earliest days. So was three and four. When you were growing up, you were already interested in math. When I was when I was growing up, so like I was I was in in grade three or four when I decided that uh, I'll my major will be math. Wow! <laughs> I, there was a competition that we had when I was in fourth grade, and while we were waiting for result, they had lunch served, and they had deep fried chicken. Like, I love that chicken. Like, that was so tasty. I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So, so that's, that's how, what set me on that path. So I got a Commodore 64. So that was my first computer. That was a big in Europe, maybe not as, as big here, kind of equivalent of early Ataris or, or mm -hmm. Amigas here. Uh, I graduated from high school, went to college, kind of like decided to do some things on the side. So for seven days, I worked construction. And that's on the side. That's seven the, day a week job is on the side. For no, that was just one time seven day. Gig. Oh, oh, seven days total. Seven I thought days, you were saying seven days a week. No, okay. se seven days total. Uh, let's do a construction gig. My neighbor uh, did some remodel. I thought, well, that's easy money. I don't have to think much. Like so instead of studying, I'll go. It's nature. It's outdoors. Mm -hmm. I'll go do some construction work. And after seven days, I, I, I decided I need to go back to school. Like I need to focus and, and never do this again because my, my, my fingers were sore. My, my thumbs were numb. Like that was kind of a miserable experience. All right. That was not your construction was not your career no, path. Definitely not. So was your major math or was it a fancy or there's a like applied mathematics uh, or something? Applied, right. So it's uh, applied mathematics and, and I'm supposed to be mathematician mm -hmm. working in some basements right now, but I like uh, windows and, and daylight. So that's why I'm here with you. There we go. So you, is it four years in Serbia program? Like yeah, here? four year, four year program. Like here, I, I stayed, I actually started career after, after that in academia. Realized that's not really for me. It, I did not enjoy teaching as much as I enjoyed practicing. So 
I went back to industry, working as a mathematician opens up a lot of doors. And how does and one work as a mathematician? Usually by problem solving. So, so mm. that becomes your job essentially to, to identify issues and solve problems. It's kind of solving puzzles. Uh, you're just not writing equations. You're, you might be writing code. You might be drawing di diagrams. You might be drawing org charts, but, but in general, your job becomes to uh, identify issues and, and, and solve problems. Now, what brought you here to the States then? Professional athlete? Yes, I was a professional athlete in my, uh, uh, no, I, I actually, I worked with uh, many codes, uh, from Serbia, like back in 1999, year 2000. Oh, I know this is, uh, I, this is news to me. Where's my popcorn? This is interesting. I didn't know that you knew him that long. Wow. And I wanted to travel. So I wanted to, to go to Australia and I, I quit. Essentially I said, nah, I I'm, I'm leaving. I want to travel. I'm going to Australia. And he said, would you stay on if, if you come over here? I was like, sure, why not? I can travel to San Diego. And I didn't really have any expectations related to San Diego. I didn't realize where I'm coming. I thought mm -hmm. like Chicago, like it's cold and windy. And that, that was my vision uh -huh. of, of, of America. Like, yeah, oh, I'm going to America. And I'm like, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, when I landed to San Diego, it was, uh, like Christmas time, December 17th. Like, before Christmas. So at home was probably super cold, right? Right. So it was, it was like freezing cold. Uh, I land here. I, my bags were lost on the way here, but I did not need my bags. I was like, wow, this is so nice. So I mm -hmm. could do this for, for more than a few weeks. That was my original intention. Like I'll come here, I'll stay a couple of months, see what's there to be seen in San Diego and, and Southern California and fly back. Like 17 years later, I'm still here still and here. talking to you. Wow. Wow. Cool. So you work with Manny off and on then for, for quite a while. What, what other kind of interesting things in your professional career before coming back to Helium 10 a couple of years ago, did you do? I did, uh, I did the uh, iPhone apps, iOS mm -hmm. apps, actually. Uh, I did educational iOS apps. So that was kind of fun because like through my life, I've been kind of touching education without, without fully committing to, to, to education and, and having apps allowed me to do that one more time. So having kids as well helped me with that. And, and my wife, uh, she's a linguist and she's actually born to teach. Like she really understands how to, how to break it down and how to get people to understand and learn. So, so working with her, that was, and, and having our kids involved in that process, that was, that was really fun for us. Like for a couple of years, I really enjoyed that. So we have, uh, there's still apps in, in the app store and hear my kids' voices because we used our kids as, as huh. free labor. I'm sure if you were allowed to do that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of frowned upon a little bit here yeah, in, in this would, country. At we least. would go to Mexico, like for our recording <laughs> sessions, we would drive down to Mexico and then they would work there and we come back and there we, we go. Epic so still again. legit. There we go. All right. So guys, we all about 95% of that were things that I didn't know about. So we all just learned a little bit more about boy. but now of course, you know what most of our users are, are interested that the content that they signed up for was, was your helium 10, you know, insights and industry insights in the technological world of Amazon. So the first thing I wanted to talk about today was our profits tool. We launched that. That was last year at our very first social, I believe was we launched that and you were the one who launched it. That was the, one of the few times we, our users got to hear you speak before the podcast. 
But now, you know, there's been some, some rumblings in the Facebook groups. And I, of course, manage the customer service team. I've seen some tickets come through. Like there's some people who are questioning some of our calculations on there. So want to give you a platform. I'm sure you're aware of some of these things that maybe you can give us a little backstory on, on what's going on there. Mm. So it's a lack of understanding. Profits is perfect. Just people, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so one issue, one kind of obvious issue is that, that, our user base grew significantly. So, so any, any issues that, that some of our tools might have get noticed and, and, and multiplied, uh, with profits in particular, uh, our focus, our initial focus group and, and early adopters and, and people who, who, uh, helped us, uh, uh, frame profits the way it is today, uh, was, was relatively narrow. So, so we went after local customers, customers that, that live and operate in U.S. and, and California in particular. So, so some of the issues that, that we're seeing actually are happening uh, outside the U.S. And I'm not sure if everyone, I assume not everyone is aware how, how uh, institutions in U.S. Uh, tend to advertise pricing. Mm-hmm. So, so sales tax is not included in the advertised price. Yeah. Uh, and, and in profits, we do the same thing. So, so there is a base price, there is a tax that's added after, after the customer added the product to, to the, to the cart but in Europe, that that's not how things, how things work. That what you see is, is essentially what you get. So the, mm. there, there are some naming, naming convention issues that, that, that we're having where, uh, Certain certain items we will we will call item price. Like certain data points will be identified as item price. That's actually price before tax. It makes sense if you if you're a U.S. shopper or you're a seller when you go to Europe, you would not consider that item price. Like that that might be a principal amount or something like that. So that's that's one reason. Another reason is that we early on decided not to deduct uh, uh, sales tax mm-hmm. or by uh, extension VAT uh, from 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 uh, um, revenue, mm-hmm. so so we recognize tax on the on the revenue side, but we do not recognize that as liability uh, because you're especially in US again, you're supposed to to take care of of your taxes and and your liabilities, but and and you're supposed a seller. Uh, it's your responsibility, or it was your responsibility, to re- to remit taxes to to local governments, uh, but it was not mandatory. So, so uh, we we did not want to presume that all of our users would be uh, remitting all the taxes mm. that they might owe. So, like that's that's a relatively simple explanation, but uh, it it can cause uh, issues when when numbers are being interpreted. That's something that we are aware of. You're listening to to user feedback, and 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 probably by the time we uh, publish this episode, some of those things might be or will be addressed. So sometimes it sounds like you know we might have an original focus group that that we use to design you know the parameters of a tool, and, and we design it to to what their likes are. But then when we expand it, and then now obviously everybody can use a tool we find that maybe the majority like things or, or, or calculate things a different way. So then causes mm-hmm. us to maybe relook at our, at our initial 
And the the environment is changing as well mm-hmm. with with Amazon and Nexus and and who's paying taxes, who's remitting taxes. So so the environment changes. Our focus group, like the the group, might not change their behavior, mm-hmm. but our user base has has expanding, and and we're we're penetrating markets that that we did not uh, interact with uh, intensively in the past. So so our our customer personas are getting uh, more rich. Yeah. So. I mean that's that's a great thing. So so we will we will address that and we will continue to 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 make adjustments. Okay. So that, that kind of reminds me, you know, pe- people get giving us feedback, and sometimes uh, I, I hear, hey, I, ha- I I gave this suggestion to customer service. But by, by the way, guys, if you do want you know want to get your suggestions in, just make sure to open up a ticket with the chat in Helium Ten or or send it to uh, support at Helium Ten dot com. Attention suggestions, and we look at things. But then, you know, I say that and then somebody says, hey, I suggested this, but I haven't seen it implemented. And and so what, you know, some don't understand is, you know, if, if it's just one person who wants some way, we, you know, we can't usually change our whole entire tool for that. But once we, we, we see that, you know, there's a number of people who are interested in a certain tool or a certain marketplace, we open it up. You know, we obviously first had Amazon USA. There wasn't much demand at that time for Europe. Then there was, and now we have it all for Europe. But sometimes people ask me, hey, what about Amazon Australia, Amazon Mexico? Well, we just don't have that many users requesting that. And then sometimes, you know, we do make it and then it ends up not, you know, there ends up not being that many people using it. Like we had some requests by a a small group for Cerebro and Magnet in India. But I'm sure when you look at the numbers, the number of people who have started using Cerebro and Magnet for India is pretty small, right? That's correct. And like the resources are limited, obviously. So, so ideally we would cover every need of, of every customer and every potential customer, but, but we have to prioritize and, and, uh, sometimes, uh, we need customer feedback to, to, to do proper prioritization. So we do encourage customers to, to provide yeah. us that feedback. So we go out, we talk to customers, you have someone every day that, that shares their, their back with you. So uh, we welcome that, we encourage that, and I, I hope uh, uh, our customers continue to do that. Yes, and but just don't get offended if the day after you put in a suggestion, you don't see it a new tool for that. These things take time, and like I said, we like hearing from multiple sources before we act on on something. Along the theme of tech talk, another tech talk issue that has been coming up in the Facebook groups over the last few months, not necessarily related to to Helium Ten, but kind of indirectly related to Helium Ten is is PPC impressions. So basically for those who who know, when somebody runs their, their PPC or their campaign reports in Seller Central, it says how many impressions, you know, a certain, you know, ad got. And sometimes if it's for a keyword, maybe they'll see in, in one week, they'll see 1,000 impressions. So that means that, you know, their ad for that keyword maybe had 1000 impressions, but then they'll see a tool like Helium 10 and it'll say there's the monthly search volume is 2,500 or 2000 maybe only. And the customers have been like, well, wait a minute, how can there be only 1000 real impressions in a week? But you're saying that the monthly search volume is 2000 or 2500. Wouldn't that mean the search volume is wrong? So boy, and what, um, what have you found out about that, that kind of conundrum? Our search volume estimation comes informed by, by different sources. So, so not, not necessarily uh, search term reports or keyword reports. So, so some, some discrepancy or some, some um, divergence uh, 
is is expected. Now, with uh, when, when you look at your at your Amazon advertising reports, you might be looking at your keywords report, which is different from your search term report, obviously. But even with the search term report, uh, what what Amazon will do, they will show search term, but it's still not single phrase. So so what they do, they do so called lemmatization, where they will trim the phrase uh, so they will unify singular and plural they might uh, 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 autocorrect uh, they might uh, they might uh, uh, fix misspellings so so when you look at your search terms report just you need to be aware that uh, that it's even though it's it's single record still not single search term mm. it's it's there might be multiple phrases hiding behind that search term Connecting, marrying those those two data points is not as as simple as just finding one one word or one phrase in your search term reports and and in our uh, uh, search volume estimation. There's only so much uh, information that that we can expose, and 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 it's it might be based on on data that's that's available, data that's available on Amazon, data that's that's available on on different sources. We continue to define uh, our algorithm. And and we continue to have conversation with uh, with all those stakeholders. Like just uh, earlier this week, uh, we had a few Amazonians actually fly in from Seattle and San Francisco uh, to our office down in Irvine, and and we sat down and we looked at the, some of the things that we are doing, some of the things that they are doing, that they're planning to do. Uh, they are trying to help us build our tools and and expand our tools and and provide better service because ultimately their customer and our customer is the same customers. Mm -hmm. So, so all of us are are serving Amazon buyer. uh, But in, in this, this world, we are looking at, at Amazon seller as, as our primary customer and, and these Amazonians have, have same, same interest in mind. So, so we're, we're trying to, to provide and we're working to provide uh, as much value as we can, and and we go beyond uh, just uh, pulling search term reports for for some of our test accounts, and and then building our model based on that. Yeah. So uh, another thing too that I told people on Facebook was when you see those impressions, like somebody uh, types in cookie cutter, and they click on a listing. I mean, maybe there was an impression there in the search results. They click on a random product on the page. Now there's sponsored products on that page and maybe the product appears there. Well, there's, guess what? There's another impression. They click back on their browser. Maybe that's another impression. So for actual search volume was only one, but just from that one search volume, there's three, four, could be even more impressions based on how many products they pick. So for those of you who think that search volume is the same thing as impressions, guys, no, it's not. Now, back what you said now about the Amazonians busyness, I saw them in the office. Unfortunately, I guess I'm not cool enough to have been in that, that meeting. But did you show, did you get a chance to show them our new PPC tool? Right. No, you're cool. You just were not around when they came in. So I was like, yeah, oh, we'll okay. talk to Bradley later. I, I introduced myself as Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm kind of worried about that, but <laughs> take it for what it is. All right. So, so what about our tool? Did they see it? We, we did, uh, we did go over our tool and, and, and they made some, some comments, some, some remarks, some suggestions that we will look at and, and the visit. Uh, we also inform them about some of the observations that, that we made, some of the feedback that our early adopters uh, shared with us. So uh, 
I mean, I, I guess that that initial impression was uh, good enough that they they open up a sort of a permanent channel of communication. So that now we have kind of open invitation to come visit them and and keep them in the loop uh, uh, about the progress that we are making. So seems like we are doing something good and and that it's being appreciated. Nice, nice, and and guys. You know, uh, I get questions a lot. I'm sure Boyan sees it in the suggestions. A lot of people will ask us for different tools or different functions that might not be in compliance with, with Amazon or or things like that. And and we always say, no, I'm sorry, no, you know, we can't do that. And guys, this is why we have we do have a good relationship with Amazon, and 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 you know, they're coming here now. You know, I know you've been going there to Seattle, and and we just can't get involved in. In those things. And, and some people say, Hey, but what about this other tool company they have? I'm like, well, that, that's them. But you know, we, we just can't basically boy, we, we can't do that, those things because we don't, we don't want to jeopardize our relationship with, with right. Amazon. So, so there is, I mean, there's a, actually in that meeting was used the uh, false advertising. The, the, there are some things that are being thrown around as, as uh, possible that are most definitely not possible. Uh, now, I mean, you might ask, hey, why is Amazon letting that slide? Because I guess they don't care as much uh, as we might think. But in general, like doing some of the things that that uh, we're being asked to do, even if it was possible, you cannot really build sustainable business. So, so you could do things. You could, uh, you could I don't know, try to manipulate reviews, and mm-hmm. you might find success for some limited amount of time that's not something that's not something that you can use to 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 build sustainable business and 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 provide living for for your family and and for your employees and and for for people that surround you so by by not focusing on on gimmicks and not focusing on loopholes and and bugs we're trying to help our customers find success not just today but in a week and in a month and in a year okay and and our our retention rate and 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 feedback that we're getting from our customers and certify that that that's that's good good choice. Now speaking of our customers, another thing that that's uh, semi new that that has come up in in customer service, and, and this is not widespread. You know, when I say it's come up, I'm probably less than ten times. But things that never happened before is now sometimes people are 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 hitting our limits in like X-ray. You know, like X-ray, they're using it, trying to use it over five thousand instances in a day, or or Cerebro. And, and these are things that at first it just boggled my mind because, you know, I'm one of the, since the beginning, I've been one of the biggest users of Helium 10, you know, for all my tests and, and case studies and different things. And I have never even come close to any of these, you know, limitations. And now all of a sudden there are a handful of people who are, and, and they, they don't understand why that there are like limited, like in Cerebro has a maximum number. It's not, it's not level of subscription base. It's not like, oh, okay, if you're a diamond member, you get this many use of Cerebro. If you're an elite, it's just, it's kind of like, it's mainly there to prevent abuse of the tool, right? For these things. Correct. So, so the limits that, uh, that some, some of our customers are, are hitting are implicit and, and soft limits that were put in place to, to prevent abuse. When you, when you look at our tools, there, there are kind of two, two types of tools. One, one, one set of tools are, are generic tools where, where every customer gets the same results. So if you, if 
you run a search on, on Cerebro, if I run a search on Cerebro, mm-hmm. same AC and we get same results. Yeah. Now, there are also tools that, that are personalized. So if you, if you look at profits or if you look at follow-up or if you look at PPC, uh, your results will be obviously different, different than mine. Even the tools that are personalized uh, have some abuse prevention on the back end. So one thing that we don't want to happen is is someone hitting refresh or, or running some automated script that that will hit profits a million times a day and and affects performance of our platform and have negative impacts on all of our customers. Now, so even those personalized tools have limits. And, and abuse prevention put in place. Now, when you look at the, those generic tools that, that provide same data to, to, to all customers, I mean, we have to protect ourselves from, from abuse, obviously. Um, what we look at, and, and we, we thought that those limits are, are set pretty generously. Yeah, I always thought so. Like I said, I never hit them. So, so on, on, uh, on X-ray, that might be 5,000 products uh, estimated per day. So I, I can imagine a scenario where, where a single person runs through that uh, in one day. I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's not something that, that, that would be done in kind of normal course of, of doing business, especially not, not day in, day out. So, so we could come up with a sophisticated scheme that, uh, that, impacts everyone, or we come up with this simple solution that, that affects only, only those that interact with the platform more than we anticipate. It's like, think about, uh, AT&T unlimited data. That's, they say it's unlimited data, but once you, once you hit 10 gigabytes, it slows down to 128 K. Mm-hmm. So you can download as much as you want, as long as, as you, you can do it on 128 K, K per day, uh, per, per second. So we could do the same thing on X-ray, so I could I could have five thousand limit, and once you once you hit five thousand limit, I put a restore rate, and and then you get ten back every hour, and then we say, okay, now it's it, there are no limits. It's just like there's a restore rate, so so oh my god, like you just have to wait. There are some legitimate use cases where where customers, our users, are are uh, following techniques, applying techniques, following suggestions. Uh, and and sort of using tools in in ways that we not did not mm-hmm. anticipate. So, mm-hmm. so Cerebra, for example, is designed to be keyword research tool. Now we see customers, and 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 I I spoke uh, uh, to an elite seller uh, earlier today who has legitimate use case, and he's using Cerebra as product research tool. Like I looked at it, I was like, oh, hmm, okay. So and and he's hitting the limit. When he when he goes through that that product research phase, and that's something that we would want to address. So we mm-hmm. will look at that and we will look at those legitimate use cases and try to address those. Now there are, there are cases where you have agencies having yeah. multiple uh, employees using shared license, shared login. We could like we could enforce, we could prevent that by by making sure that uh, there's only one active session. Mm-hmm. So I log in. I'm doing my work. You logged in using my credentials. You you kick me out. So that would be one way to address this issue. On the flip side, everyone pays for that uh, because if you're using, if you have desktop, desktop and laptop and and your mobile device, you might be logged in all three. You're checking your profits yeah. on your mobile. You're doing your keyword research, product research uh, at work at desktop, and then you go home, do some additional research on laptop. You don't want to 
be forced by, by Helium 10 to log back in. And, and we have a, that's kind of almost standard way of, of solving that problem. We're trying to be nice to, to our customers who are interacting with, with the platform the way the platform is supposed to be interacted with. So, so we'll, we'll, we're trying to, to adjust those limits, but one thing that we cannot do, we cannot just provide literally unlimited access to all of our tools with, with, with any, without any constraints. That would, I mean, it, it just makes no sense. Like we can, we can come up with an agency plan. So if you're an agency, if you have that specific need, if you want five people to use the tool simultaneously, then, I mean, obviously we would want you to, to purchase five licenses because those are supposed to be seats unless you're an elite plan where there are some sub accounts. So you get some, some additional treatments, so some, some additional benefits. But if, if you're an agency, if you, if you have a legitimate need, reach out to, to us, talk to us. We will, we will try to address use, your use case. If, if you're using the tool in a way that we did not anticipate, uh, uh, then, then let us know and we will try to make adjustments to accommodate your needs without uh, having negative impact on the rest of the user base. Now, if, if you're asking us to allow us to, to scrape our, our product database daily so we can resell it, uh, <laughs> that's kind of hard to, yeah. to accept. Yeah. And I think people, I think, like I said, the ones who have brought this up is very few, but I think most people can understand, you know, you have an all you can eat buffet. They say it's all you can eat. You go there, but you don't expect that you're going to be able to get 233 pieces of cheesecake because that's not what it was designed for. And, and they would probably buy 10 or 15 pieces. They'd be like, I'm sorry, sir, there's no more cheesecake for you. And, and it's a similar way. We, we have people using the, the, the tool in a way that, that it wasn't meant to be, but where we show the specific limits in our like pricing plan, this is where some people got confused is only when there's like, Hey, this is how many follow-up you get depending on the plan. So here the, the diamond plan gets this, the platinum is this, the elite is this, Hey, this is how many keywords you can track in the different plans. But then where it's basically standard for everybody, there's just a check mark. It doesn't say unlimited. There's just a check mark there because there is no level based limits for there. It's just, our abuse limit, which again was designed originally to never even be close to touched under normal use. So thank you for clarifying that a little bit. The last thing I wanted to talk a little bit about today, we, we, we talked about this before, you know, about accuracy and for sales estimations and things like that. And, and, you know, there, there, it's funny, you know, sometimes there'll be blogs or there'll be charts that people put and they try and say how much more accurate they are. But, you know, I think I don't, haven't seen that much lately because, you know, I did some live videos that kind of showed, Hey, what matters is how close you are to Amazon and helium 10 is ridiculously close, but on our back end, just to make sure that we still are the market leader and just kind of like, uh, also we, we can laugh amongst ourselves about how maybe others are lying about it. We, we still do track accuracy between different tools. And, and can you just give us some of the, I mean, we, we don't need to know who and what, but do you have any figures that you know off the top of your, you know, I know you didn't prepare for this, uh, any figures you can talk about at the top of our head of as you monitor the accuracy of Helium 10 sales estimations compared to some of our top competitors, what, what are, what are you seeing there? It's, it's essentially an order of magnitude. So, so depending on, on how you measure error, uh, on, on a scale one to a hundred, uh, if, if our competitors, uh, 
measure 50, we will be five. So, so, and that's what we're seeing. We're not, I mean, we're not advertising that outside mm -hmm. this conversation that you and I are having. Yeah. Is, there's really no need. It goes back to that, that uh, like black hat, great gray hat things. If you do th things well, like in time it shows. So, mm -hmm. so maybe I can yell and scream how, how my tool is, is latest and greatest. And that will take me only so far. Any last words of wisdom for us? Can you explain to us why Serbia and USA did so poorly in the world cup of basketball or whatever that was? I, I feel like too many players from Serbia play in the NBA. So, so they kind of got the USA bug mentality. They got the yeah, USA mentality. Like, oh, yeah. We're not playing here. Like we don't care. It's not on whatever uh, ESPN. So. All right. Well, Boyan, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So thank you for making the long trek. You, you are on the very farthest part of the office possible compared to the podcast room here. So thank you for making the effort to come over here in, in your, I wish you guys could see the video here. Boyan is dressed in his normal daily attire of a, of a pirate, a one-eyed pirate here. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some social media posts about this later, but anyways, Boyan, thank you for coming and we'll see you in a couple of months for the next episode. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.